Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I mentioned at the start of the programme um, the fact that I well, probably spent a huge proportion of my weekend sitting in the car in traffic, uh, both travelling through Cavan, well, in particular Virginia, actually, on Friday, Friday afternoon, and then again coming back um, through Carrick and Shannon in in Leitrim yesterday, and like you're just sitting in traffic for an hour trying to get into one town or two hours to even get to Carrick and Shannon, and you know you just you'd have to ask why aren't they bypassed, and then you, you know you you look into it and you hear yeah bypass planned, and some people in Cavan tell me the Virginia bypass has been planned for, or in the pipeline for ten years. And it's never moved on or never got any further. So I want to hear from locals. I want to hear from people who deal. Uh, well, I only have the experience of the weekend. But if you're dealing with Virginia and Carrick and Shannon on a daily basis, I want to hear your thoughts today in the programme. Uh, Patrick is with us, Patrick Farrelly. Patrick's the chairperson of the Virginia Development Association. Um, well, Patrick, how long are you in Virginia, first of all? <laughs> Uh, I'd be telling you my age if I told you the truth on that. Right. <laughs> I'm over 50 years in it. Yeah, yes. okay. Where is the bypass? The bypass is on the outskirts of Virginia. It's planned for the outskirts of Virginia. It's actually going very, very close to Virginia. Um, it has been planned back 20 years ago. This this was planned as well, and then it was shelved um, for, I suppose, money, money reasons more than anything else. Uh, and now it's back is back on the agenda again. It has been replanned. The pl- plans have been drawn up, and it's now at uh, it's at phase two. I think at the moment, uh, next phase three would be purchasing the land. So, like, it, it is in the pipeline, and hopefully this time will go ahead. But still, it's, it's a long way down the road. Sounds like a lifetime, Patrick, from what you're... It is. It is. Yeah, I, I'm hearing it from when I was a child about about a bypass. Um, it hasn't come. Uh, still hasn't come, but we're, fingers crossed, hopefully it will come, because uh, even though people will say it's going to affect the town, um, I think I think the bypass it is needed, and it's inevitable that at some stage it is going to happen. Yeah. Um, like back in, back in, in the day, 10 years ago, I remember this was, going to Dublin was a, it was a headache, because you had to pass through uh, Dunshaplin at the time, because there was no motorway or no bypass there. So now Virginia... It's the new Dunshaplin, if you like, on your route from yeah. Dublin to Cavan or Dublin to Donegal. It's a good, uh, it's a good way, certainly, to describe it because I remember years ago when you would travel through Dunshaplin, uh, the traffic congestion and the car park that it was, and 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 you're you're spot on about that. I mean, Virginia seems to have, have just uh, have just become the kind of default Dunshaplin. So, what's the situation then for residents? Because there's a lot of new um, developments and a lot of people have moved, particularly since COVID outside of Dublin, outside of areas, to Virginia and commute daily. So, I mean, I can't imagine. What's their experience like? For most people, going through Virginia, especially if they're coming from the cabin side of Virginia, it's a nightmare. Um, like you, I, I can go from, from, if I want to go from my own house where I live to Blanchardstown, just say if it was going to Blanchardstown shopping or whatever, I can be there in 45 minutes. From my house, to Cavan Town because I have to go through the town, it'll take me, it'll take me the forty-five minutes or more, and it's only down the road, you know, uh, because of of the traffic, the amount of traffic coming through through Virginia. The hold-up in Virginia, we have like it's we have a new development that has just uh, completed in Virginia, a st- new streetscape. The TII has has introduced this, and it's all to do with 
pedestrian safety. Whereas we need pedestrian safety, but we need to get the traffic moving as well. Mm. We have a number of pedestrian crossings and traffic like that hold up, hold up the the uh, the traffic there big time. So like I know it has been looked at, and they seem to they tell us that they have exhausted all avenues, and this is the best that they, that could be that, the was, that, that they could come up with. Right. Uh, well, just when I mentioned Virginia, a listener saying, "Will you?" <laughs> texting to say will you please go to Tume some weekend so you can perhaps talk about um, talk about traffic in, in Tume as well another listener also mentioning Tume but suggesting it as an alternative to Carrick and Shannon that <laughs> I should travel to Tume and then take the motorway to Dublin uh, in an effort to avoid Carrick another listener again asking about where's the bypass around Galway City we're 25 years talking about it 70 million spent to date uh, quashed in 2021 in planning average commuter spends 93 hours a year sitting in traffic and all of the road planning frowned, frowned upon by the Green Party. There's a view from one listener there today. Um, T.P. Riley is a local councillor in uh, in Cavan. Um, what's leading to the delays there with the Virginia Bypass? Good afternoon, Andrea. Yeah, look, there's a lot of issues there. There was, I suppose, the last delay was, was, was getting TII to sign off that this was the route that was definitely going to be picked. So we've gone from phase two into phase three now and that was the, the the key element there was just getting TII to sign off to finalise the route. The next development is I suppose to sort out the roundabout and the different junctures along the motorway and actually that the, the line of the motorway whether it's actually going to be a dual carriageway or part dual carriageway part single carriageway that has to be worked out in this phase so look at well it may appear slow there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes with Slow. JP Barrett. Sure, it's twenty. It's twenty years. Oh no, but this Patrick. is completely shelved. This is completely shelved. This is in after the downturn, so it's only really back on the agenda and had to be revisited. Um, so it's only in the last ten years that it's actually been back on the agenda. Well, I remember like talking forty. The, my father talking forty years ago about the Virginia Bypass, but this is a completely different project. Right. So what? So what? What is the sort of envisaged timeline then? They're talking, hopefully, at the best-case scenario, I suppose, the road be started in 27-28, completion date by 2030. Best-case scenario? That's best-case scenario. And that's to get us now from phase two, where they develop the, the roundabouts and the different junctions along the route, uh, the proposed type of motorway it is, and then they have to get the CPO stage for the, uh, buy up the land. And what's the level of complaints from from commuters, people travelling from Virginia daily to, to sure, Dublin? It, it's constant, sure, and sure, it, it must it, be an absolute nightmare. It is, of course, and sure, you've seen it yourself uh, at the weekend. But it is a peak traffic time it's at school time. I can go into Virginia at ten o'clock from ten o'clock to two. There's no problem, you know. Yeah. And the same comes seven o'clock in the evening. So it's it's a peak traffic time. You go to Cavan Town, and I've been it a couple of days a week. Uh, coming from the council offices, uh, coming back. If I'm coming back out from four to five o'clock, and queued back for half an hour back into the town. So, like while it, everyone sees, you wouldn't be talking about this today, and only you are caught up in traffic at the weekend. So it's true, yeah. When it, everyone sees their own problem, you know what I mean. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's not just Virginia. I'm, I'm, also, I'm, that's I'm, I mean, I'm you picking on its and Carrick and Shannon as well. And, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. At big times in Cavan Town, we have the same problem. Yeah. You know, but. Definitely Virginia is it's hampering development of not just Virginia, but wider into the Cavan County because of the traffic and heavy traffic, especially going through Virginia, is a disaster at the minute.
and we need to get that heavy traffic off it. So yeah, well, for, talking about that, actually, I remember when we, we, we spoke about this first, um, I spoke about it last year, I think, and mentioned it on, on the show, and, and one listener actually got in touch and sent me in um, a detour and an alternative route that you can take kind of through back roads, effectively in a map that sort of <laughs> outlines, you know, the, the route to take. But, I mean, I, I tried that on Friday, ultimately, when I, when I saw the level of traffic. But sure, even that route... But the problem now with that route, Andrea, on, on both sides, let it be the Bailabra side or the Montrecana side, it's leaving them narrow roads. It's not appropriate for the volumes of traffic that's using them now. Mm. And it's a danger to everyone because we have walkers on them roads. We have um, cyclists and we have, you know, people using them roads, even local people using them um, secondary roads but they're not equipped for the traffic that's on them no, today. No, absolutely not. But I mean, I, I, it doesn't inspire a huge amount of confidence in me that you're, you're, you're telling me that the, the, planned, uh, complete, the com- planned completion plate date at the minute is 2030, which means at the rate we operate in this country, you want to add at least another probably seven to ten years nearly uh, onto that. So I'm... I don't think so because we have been pushing this and pushing this very hard within the council in the last few years. And we do we do realise within the council and the council executive and, and as I say, J.P. Barry's consultants and the council executive see the need for this and, and the, this, this need this has to happen. But I have to say, we're about two years behind on the project already because of certain issues. And a lot of them have been green issues where we had to go back to the drawing board and investigate alternative modes of transport that may be in the future, alternative bus. Um, availability, um, cycling routes, uh, and all this stuff mm. that we had to revisit to, to, I suppose, to tick the green agenda box. And and I suppose that's something that I'm all for uh, doing for the environment as much as we can. Right. But we have to find a balance there. And instead of tra- making cycle routes for people while they're off at the weekend from Saturday and Sunday, I'd be happier to see business parks set up within the county or indeed okay, Virginia okay. and stop people driving to Dublin. And that's the biggest problem we have in camp. Everyone's commuting to Dublin. So we uh, need to the, 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 at lo- away from that. Yeah, there's a lot of people getting in touch too, I see, about um, suggestions. Well, I mean, what other areas <laughs> need bypasses? Uh, talking about the, the green agenda. I mean, there's another listener, Brian, has got in contact to say it took me seven and a half hours to drive from the Ballymount Road in Walkinstown to Glenbane County Kerry on Friday in a motorhome. Adair in County Limerick to Tralee is the worst part. Long lines of traffic holding up everything. I got home yesterday in five hours. Uh, thank God, says Brian in Walkinstown. Another listener, we've so many billion surplus, we should build um, a monorail connecting the larger cities throughout the country. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I wish maybe 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 one day, but certainly not in the foreseeable future. Um, Avon is on the line. Are you dealing with traffic in Virginia as well? Yeah, look, it's five days a week. Um, I have to deal with it. Uh, I live on the Cavan side. Patrick mentioned there uh, about the the big issue on the Cavan side coming in. Uh, my childminder is in Mahara on the Dublin side. So about a year ago, I've stopped trying to go through the town every morning to drop the child. Um, it's just a nightmare. And like those secondary roads, as, as TP mentioned, uh, they're getting busier and busier. I see it every day. Um, and it is actually getting quite dangerous. So um, look, at the, the town is a beautiful town. It's a beautiful forest, it's a beautiful lake. It's got so much potential and like this traffic problem is just it's 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 hindering the town really and it's just that the bypass is needed you know, it's needed now. Is there much objection 
Like, I mean, and some texts coming in all right from people talking about the impact of bypasses on uh, local towns or small small towns. But, you know, when, when you're talking to friends and family and people have, have to commute and deal with this daily, like five days a week, as you mentioned, what's the yeah. general consensus? Look, if people want it now. I mean, you know, there's a lot of the development done in the town over the last say, six months or so. The town is looking beautiful. Um, but, and like... You look at Kells, you look at Navin, I mean, you know, those towns are thriving, like, you know, the bypass there hasn't affected them at all, same with Dunshockland, as Patrick mentioned. Um, it'll just, it'll be, it just, it'll be so beneficial to the town, it really will, and um, the longer it goes on, like, I'm going to be driving back roads for the next, what, seven, eight years, you know, just to get to work, and um, it's just, uh, it's it's a nightmare. I'll give you another example, like Sundays, the bank holiday Monday yesterday, um, a friend of mine uh, sent a message on the WhatsApp at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I won't use his language, but um, he said the traffic was a nightmare. I had to tip into town at about half five, uh, just for two minutes, and there was a two-kilometer two um, tailback from the cabin side. It was just ridiculous. So Sundays are a nightmare as well because people are going back to Dublin and uh, just people trying to get through the town or doing shopping food shopping and that it's just Sundays are, are a massive problem as well yeah it's I, I, I'm just looking at some of the the, the, uh, the info here there is there, like, there, there's back routes and you've mentioned the back route because I've used it yeah. or the back roads I've used the uh, I, I've used um, some of them I suppose the alternative options that are that are there but is it like I, I suppose presumably a lot of local people are using them then yeah, look, at anyone from Virginia would know the, the routes around us. Um, uh, I'm not the only one using it, uh, but I suppose more people are maybe doing their homework or finding out about them. So those back roads, um, they're quite small, obviously, they're secondary, secondary roads. Um, I you know, nearly feel sorry for the people living on them um, over the next few years because the traffic is going to get worse and worse um, on those roads. Actually, um, but I will, I will, I would not go through the town in, in the morning. No way. Yeah, I, my my team here were telling me. Um, you, was it you didn't send me in the map, Aidan? Did you? That was myself. Oh, I, was I it? I wondered how you got on with it. Yeah. Oh, I use it all the time. Yeah, but I, I nearly I didn't want um, you know, making it too commonly known. <laughs> well, that's the thing, exactly. So, but when I did email you in, I only realised on my way home because I was so used to to avoiding the town. Um, I just because I heard uh, that section on the radio that that day, and I thought. Actually, she could use the back roads. Yeah. So when I got home, I just I sent. Well, it was. I can there. tell you, it's um, it, it for my stress levels and sanity, it was much, very much appreciated. <laughs> so, so, so th- thanks a million. Um, absol- no absolutely for that. Uh, there is another listener, TP. If you're still with us in the line, wondering about why do people have to pay for the two tolls between Blanche and Virginia, just given the uh, the traffic delays that they're dealing with. Yeah, well, look, at it's something I'm, I'm totally opposed to myself because you can go from Cork, you can go to Cork and, and Dublin to Cork and you have, I think, one toll, same to same to Galway. Um, I suppose that's, that's what was put in place at the time, was before my time, before the, the I was elected to the council, but that was the way it was proposed at the time for, for the road to pay for the road build. But I think, and it's uh, something that I've been looking to put a motion into the council on, is that we would seek a reduction in them charges for people that's using it, not not someone that's maybe using it um, on and off from now and again, but someone that's using it on a continual basis, day in, day out, 
that they would they get some reduction um, until the new. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Something that's going to be easy to do. No, I'm sure. Aidan, that would uh, certainly um, ease the. Well, maybe certainly improve people's um, views on on the delay of the bypass. If that was the case, I'm sure it'd be welcomed. Oh, it will. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, look if um, that that doesn't help matters matters either. Um, so look at that. That would be that would be massive. Well, we're going to be talking about Galway because quite a lot of people getting in contact about the Galway traffic situation. As this listener says, it's it's become so bad now in Galway City that I actually can't stand even living here anymore. We'll be talking about Galway and uh, Carrick and Shannon next. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the need for bypasses. Well, I've mentioned Virginia and County Cavan for the past, uh, well, 20 minutes or so today. We're talking about Carrick and Shannon and Leitrim. A lot of listeners getting in touch now talking about the traffic situation in Galway. Look, I want to hear your stories. How bad is it in Galway City today? 1800 453 106 is the number. Um, Councillor Enda Stenson is with us on the line in Leitrim today. And what's going on in Carrick and Shannon? Good afternoon. If I knew what was going on, I would be a well-off man. I am in the council since 99, and it was all the talk then. Carrick had to be bypassed. It's an absolute disgrace what has happened, and I don't mind using that word. It's a disgrace on behalf of the national government, on behalf of the TII, that Carrick and Shannon, we're not talking just about Carrick and Shannon, we're talking about the whole northwest of Ireland. We are a forgotten community, and we're left behind. We can blame the Green Agenda, we can blame this, we can blame that. It wouldn't happen on the east coast of Ireland, I can guarantee you that. It's it's absolutely scandalous. Anybody that was in Carrick this weekend, there's a wonderful summer festival all us ran in Carrick on the June Bank holiday weekend. You would have to, it was taken at least two hours to get through Carrick. Oh, Canada. sure, I know all it's about it. I sat in it myself. To the people and to say that we are being left behind. Again, we live in the northwest region. Yeah. That is a region in transition. Other regions are going full flight ahead. We're a region in transition. We're just forgot about. It's, 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 it's incredible. Our town is being choked, it is, by traffic. It's not the fault of the commuters. They have to get to Sligo. They have to get to Donegal. That is the main road. That's where it is. And like, they're talking about the impossibilities. We had a, a, a bypass agreed uh, back in 2008. But then the downturn came. Like, the downturn can be blamed on everything. Mm. Oh, yeah, but blame the recession. Stop other towns, yeah. But it stopped Carrigan and Shannon. Now we have another one agreed. And they're him and ha, and they're talking about the bridge, the green agenda, uh, what happens to swamp areas, just that and that. It's an absolute joke. And if somebody doesn't take it in hand, whether it's we're not being properly represented at the top table, I don't know. But it's not fair what's happening in Leitrim. It's a scandal. But the whole traffic seems to have to go through, go over one bridge. Yes, absolutely. We're talking about by roads. I heard on the Virginia. Like, you, you, that's, that's ridiculous, the start saying... You have to use by roads. Those roads are not suitable for the level of traffic that are on yeah. with the lorries and buses. They're not suitable. And well, we it's, the main, it's the main thoroughfare. It's the, the connection. The the... And then it goes on to the N4 outside Mullingar and, 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 and goes right through Carrigan and cross a bridge that has two turns on the bridge. You know, everybody knows the bridge in Carrigan It's not suitable. It hasn't been suitable for at least the last 40 years. Mm. And everybody knows that. But... It so what, what's the and story? I thought there was an announcement, was there not, a couple of months back about funding for the bypass? Like, <laughs> when, when an is... announcement. My God. 
the announcements come and go like uh, paper in the wind. You know, we have so many announcements, really, the, the, the bypass of Carrigan Shannon and the whole, uh, it was talked about a, a, a dual carriage that was going to be linked from Mullingar to Sligo. Where did all that go? It's gone. But anyway, we all we wanted was a, a, a ring road around Carrick, mm. a bypass around yeah. Carrick. That's, that's what's needed. Because so the there's no light at the end of the tunnel, is there? Shannon. It's one of the most, most beautiful towns in the west of yeah. Ireland, probably in all of Ireland. But people cannot get into it. No. I have a letter here on my desk uh, from uh, a Chris Foley that owns Carlson. He, he hires out lawnmowers and, you know, machinery like that for the weekend, people doing jobs at home. People cannot get from the Leitrim side of the bridge across the Roscommon side of the bridge mm-hmm. to hire out something there was Saturday because if you got there, it would be... So the weekend to be over by the time you get back, yeah. I sat yeah. for, I sat for two, it's, two it's, hours... It's, it's wrong what's happening. Like, two hours yesterday. Everything, like, and it's not just... I sat for two hours yesterday and to, to just even get in to Carrick and Shannon to the, to the first roundabout, to the first sign um, entering into the town. So, so have you any, any hope or positivity? Is there any light at the end of the tunnel for people living there? There's another uh, agreed route. But like, we're going to talk about phases now. Phases. It doesn't take faces. It takes somebody with a bit of courage and a bit of wherewithal that would go ahead. This has got to start. The funding is supposed to be, allegedly, in place. So what's holding it up? We have to go to party eight. We have to go to planning. We have to do this. We have to do that. Yeah. Everything takes seemingly a year. You heard them saying in Virginia, 2030. Like that, for anybody to say that, that's a joke. Yeah. Well, it's, and that was, I had to laugh, that 2000 and 2030 was best case scenario actually for, for Virginia. So um, if Carrick and Shannon hasn't even entered into that process yet, I can't imagine when there's going to be any form of a bypass or an alternative route around Carrick and Shannon Town. I'm sure for 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 residents living there and business people, it must be incredibly frustrating for you. Uh, it's 1800 453 106 is the number. And to stay with us, I want to bring Michael in too. Michael is in Galway. Michael, we've had a lot of texts in today actually from listeners about the traffic situation in Galway and people looking for a focus there. What's your experience? What are you dealing with daily? Um, I travel from one side of Galway across to the other side every day and it's 10 sets of traffic lights in the morning and 10 sets of traffic lights in the evening. And what's the impact of that for you as a commuter? Like, what's the... How long does it take then? Like, that's serious. Do you know what I mean? You'd lose the will to to live. You know? So how long is your route, Michael? You see, I'd be heading down the country there in the morning. Do you know what I mean? So it's 10 sets of traffic lights in the morning, 10 sets of traffic lights in the evening. They're actually, they're actually working on a, taking out the roundabout there at, um, uh, near the clinic. It's, it's the Ormore, coming in from the Ormore mm. side, right? And they've, they've all these fancy new lights up and they've lovely uh, lanes marked on the road, right? And the contractor is there maybe one day a week. And, uh, so anyway, at the moment, they've all this work done. And guess what's in the middle of it? A temporary roundabout. You couldn't make it up. So just they took completely... out these roundabouts and they've just made, they, they took out the roundabout on the Hedford Road, right? And it was working away the finest and there was never any hold up there. And now it's just, it's just over engineering gone mad. It seems like there's a load of money available for pedestrianisation and cycleways. Now I cycle myself. Right, and but I I cannot make 
I don't think anyone the doesn't doesn't seem to be anyone in control of the the situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you say it's just it's, it's the number, it's the roundabouts and it's the number of traffic lights. And just when you mention that, I see a text in from another listener who makes the point um, with regards to Virginia and Cavan. They say they know the area very well. Again, one of the problems there too, it's the pedestrian crossing at the Kells end of the town. One answer, perhaps a footbridge there. Um, there's also a new roundabout as well causing parts or causing uh, is a part of the problem too says says this listener um, another text where we moved to Navan 22 years ago on a government promise of a rail link still standing at the station and waiting says Noel uh, this texter I live in County Longford there isn't a single kilometre of motorway or dual carriageway in our entire county the N4 M4 turns into an A road at the Westmeath Longford border, again turns back into a dual carriageway at the Leitrim Longford border en route to Carrick and Shannon. David in Newtown Forbes says blind loyalty to Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael means counties like Longford have been left underdeveloped because the political parties feel no need to invest here. They already dominate and run and control um, the, the uh, run and control everything, uh, says David. Uh, another listener, the bypass hasn't affected Dunshockland at all. The town is actually busier than ever, says this listener. Hillary is with us in Cavan. Hillary, how bad is it where you live? Hello, hello, Andrea. Um, I'm, I'm listening here, and all I hear are male voices. Though the man, the gentleman who spoke just before me, I agree with him totally. Michael, yeah, yeah, uh, that, and it's the same problem all over Ireland. There was no one in charge, no one responsible, no one accountable. For anything, not only the road, but everything else as well, right? And I I travel a lot by bus because I like to use my free travel pass. I don't like to waste it, and I appreciate it mm. very much. Um, now, so I'm accustomed to actually sitting in these bus shelters that I'm convinced, and it's the same thing all over Europe. It's the same model of bus shelter. They've got two brand new ones in Virginia as part of their new renovation plan. They're too hot in the summer and too cold in the winter. Those who designed them definitely never used them. That's yeah, <laughs> one aspect. Okay. But the other day I was sitting in the bus shelter waiting for the bus to go to my physiotherapist in Cavan. And I, you have to be there at least half an hour ahead because the bus, which comes every hour, the Dublin Cavern route. Um, if it arrives ahead of time, it will leave ahead of the time yes. written on the bus timetable. Yeah. So there's another half hour added on to my, what should be just a half hour trip on the bus up to Cavern, right? And um, I've already sort of a 20 minute half hour wait for a taxi before getting to the bus in stop in Virginia. But sitting there, I nearly was poisoned from the fumes coming from the cars. Okay. And this and is because the, of the traffic? The Yes, there was so, the traffic is so dense there. And it has been slowed down even more. And Virginia is even more choked since the, the, the rearrangement of the roads and the footpaths and so on. That was done very recently. Um, there's now a roundabout in the centre of Virginia. Mm. So you're. So do you think uh, that a bypass then, a planned bypass in the future, will help things, Hillary? Well, it would depend on what bypass and where would it go. Yeah. And then you have the feeding roads. You're talking about a very small area mm. geographically, and 
My opinion is that public transport has not been used enough. Okay. There isn't enough of it. Yeah, this is a general point. problem all over Ireland, including yeah. Dublin City. There, well, there is not enough public transport, not enough buses, not enough trains. They're outrageously expensive for those who don't have travel passes. And the all of you know, Ireland is an agricultural country. It is suitable for agriculture. It's not suitable for hard industry, okay. heavy industry. I no, say. I I take your point completely on on the um you know the, the well the idea that if there was a better public transport offering, that would certainly help to ease some of the pressure uh, with traffic there for sure. Um, let me bring in Hillary if you don't mind. Seamus is with us too. Seamus, you wanted to make a point about the need for bypasses. Oh, you, Andrea. I'll keep it pretty brief. Um, Waterford to Limerick, Limerick to Waterford, two and a half hours on average, city to city. Two biggest cities and two of the major cities in the country. Um, Clonmel, Tipperary, Carrick and Shore can all be a major headache. Uh, a person can get from Waterford to Nace in half the time, an hour and a quarter with the motorway. The amount of debts that have been over the years on the N24 from Limerick to Waterford uh, is quite high. I would attribute that to the very poor road. They're very pure, very few places to overtake another vehicle, slow moving vehicle, tractors, um, truck with a heavy load, etc. The, uh, there's a rail line too from Limerick to Watford. Takes can take nearly as long, goes at completely wrong time of the days, so it doesn't allow any commuter from uh, no commuter service from into Limerick or into Watford from that side. Uh, it's been planned and mooted, but doesn't seem to ever going to happen. That is going to be um, the main link between those two cities and unfortunately more people are going to die because of the lack of commitment from um, any of the state agencies that look after transport or indeed the government and just due to no you, point you, getting a train. You're attributing it to the, 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 the state of the roads basically or the, the quality of them? Quality, narrow topography, the full of twists and turns Um and it's just narrow, and uh, it can, particularly in winter, um, it's full of HGVs who have to do a really important job. Uh, it's prime agricultural land, so you'll always see tractors as well. And um, it's just pretty shameful that we can't have two major cities linked by a good road. Yeah, with well, somebody else making that point too, I see uh, on, on, on text as well too, Seamus, today. Let me just quickly bring in Rob. Rob, you wanted to make a point just outside of Carrick and Shannon. Yeah, so I live uh, just outside Carrick and Channing. I'm up there on a regular basis because it's one of my closest towns. Um, whilst I, I like the point of uh, your previous caller there about we need better public transport, and sure we do, um, it's not going to solve most of the problems we, we have in Ireland. You know, uh, I'm not going to get from French Park to Carrick and Channing a useful way with public transport anytime soon. Um, and on Carrick and Channing in particular, I think you said you've been through it yourself, mm. the amount of uh, pollution you're getting through there with all these cars going through there, if they build a simple bypass, you know, if they, and I, I, I personally have blamed the Green Party quite a bit for their opposition against any new road building projects and their, their push to not allow the government to do these sort of things. That would massively improve their quality going through Carrick if you got a bunch of the, the cars out of there. And electric cars, as much as I love them, I've got one, doesn't solve the pollution problem. It only gets rid of half of your pollution from the car. The other half of the pollution from cars coming from your, your tires and the brakes. So, you know, we can't just 
sit back and go, well, we don't need to build new roads because pollution will be dealt with with the electric cars. It, it won't be. So it's, it's, it's a health matter, I think, as much as anything else for the yeah. people that have to live in Carrick. Um, and on the public transport. I live out here in French Park, so very much rural Ireland. Mm. But my office, whilst I work from home, is, is at Dublin Airport. I, I can't get any sort of reasonable public transport, even driving to some public transport uh, up to Dublin Airport, as I'm sure everyone's kind of well aware with the, the parking issues. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 public transport's so far away, we... You have to do something and, and do yeah, something. I don't you know. know. I mean, it, it's 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 interesting to just listen to people across, you know, various different parts of the country today. And I suppose we do tend, uh, this conversation happens frequently, but it tends to focus more often than not around around Dublin and, uh, uh, you know, in Cork and other city areas. And I thought it was worth certainly discussing today uh, with regards to, well, not necessarily rural Ireland, but commuter towns for which a lot of people will travel through the likes of Virginia and Carrick and Shannon and commute to other, other cities in larger areas. But I mean, like, everybody's just making the same point. Where's the bypass? And in the event that we don't have a bypass anytime soon, where's the public transport? And maybe if there was a better public transport offering, um, yeah, might provide some alternatives to people to get out of the cars and at least be able to use uh, buses or whatever alternatives are there or in place. Listen, Rob, we'll leave it for the moment. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.